Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. This is the fourth week of Lent. The gospel is Luke 15. 1 to 3, and 11 to 32. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons. And the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that it should come to me. 
So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here am I, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the oldest son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he reared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you were here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice. Because your brother was lost, he was dead, and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. The question, with what was his father filled when he saw his son? He was filled with compassion. And what did he do? He ran to him, embraced him, and kissed him. On who does the Lord have compassion? 
Psalm 103, 13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Those who fear the Lord are those who reverence him, stand in awe of him, know in their heart there is none like him. I have finally come to know he is God, and I am not. A truly humble person will not deem equality with God, but regard him as superior, supreme. There is no other. What did the son say to the father? And what did the father do and say about the son? Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. He ordered his servants to bring the finest robe and put it on him and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then he said, let us celebrate with a feast. This son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. What were we following that made us dead in our transgressions? And how were we brought to light? Ephesians 2, 1 to 5 says, You were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you once lived following the age of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the desires of our flesh, in the impulses, and we were by nature children of wrath like the rest. But God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love he had for us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, brought us to life with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. What did the father say belonged to the older son? And why did he say it was time to celebrate? Everything I have is yours, he said, because his brother was dead and came to life again. He was lost and now he is found. What is the will of our heavenly father? That none be lost. And how should we not feel over one of his little ones? We should not despise them. Matthew 18, 10 to 14 says, See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly father. What is your opinion? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the ninety-nine in the hills and go in search of the stray? And if he finds it, amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than over the ninety-nine that did not stray. In just the same way, it is not the will of your heavenly father that one of these little ones be lost. Personal question, with whom do you relate in the gospel and why? Deacon Ken answered, all three more now like the father, he relates. At this time and place in my life, I find myself relating with each one in the gospel. One, recognizing the need to be obedient to authority. Two, extending compassion, love, and forgiveness to those who have hurt me. And three, learning from our anger 
that it puts everyone in bondage, especially myself. In another book, he wrote, Marie, she does the will of the father. And I wrote, I used to relate with the son who was with the father, but now I can relate with the father. My heart goes out to those who are lost or feel jealous, anger, or have unforgiveness in their heart. I had that for a long time until I really understood how much my Heavenly Father loves me. Over the years, the Lord has given me a compassionate heart. I am not looking at people's fault or sins, but their desire for love. When I say another book under Deacon Ken's personals, it's because I am taking his answers from the Bread of Life Catholic Bible study that he wrote in when he was alive. He has been gone for eight years. But as I do this podcast, it seems like he is right here with me. What a blessing for me. I'm going to read and meditate on Psalm 34, 2 to 7. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be always in my mouth. My soul will glory in the Lord. Let the poor hear and be glad. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me, delivered me from all my fear. Look to him and be radiant and your faces may not blush for shame. The poor one cried out and the Lord heard and from all his distress, he saved him. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken, I will always praise the Lord. His application, I am going to praise as much as I can. In my misfortune, I called. The Lord heard and saved me from all distress. His application, to make sure that I am closer to God in good times as well as in bad times. I will praise him more frequently. And I answer, bless the Lord constantly. For I know if I call out in distress, he is there to pick me up. My application, spend more time praising and thanking him for his presence and always being there for me. Whenever I am distressed, call out to him. The commentary. Today's gospel shows us the conflict between the Pharisees' way of treating a sinner in Jesus' way. To people who did not keep the law, a label called the people of the land was given to them. These people were shunned by most Orthodox Jews. A Pharisee was forbidden to have anything to do with a known sinner. They were shocked at the easy way that Jesus got along with them. Their attitude was that to eat with a sinner, to talk to a sinner, and to be with sinners must mean that you too were a sinner. Their philosophy was to destroy the sinner before God. Jesus, of course, believed in saving the sinner and told them a story about a young man who was very rebellious to his family. Jewish law stated that the oldest son must get twice as much inheritance money as all the other sons combined. In this story, the younger of the two sons demanded his share of the money. He was bored and lazy and wanted to leave home to go and enjoy the outside world. He soon ran through the money 
and he finished up feeding the pigs at a local farm. This was a job that was forbidden to a Jew because the law stated, cursed is he who feeds the swine. The turning point in the story came when the young man came to his senses and said that he was a sinner. He came back home, not to ask if he could be a son again or even a slave, because there still was some kind of tie to the family, being even a slave. But he asked to be a paid servant who had no status or security, only day-to-day existence. He knew that he was a sinner, so he confessed and was repentant. The father saw the son coming and rushed out to meet his repentant son. His father put a robe of honor on his son, a ring that gave him unlimited buying power and shoes. A slave or hired servant had no shoes. A feast was ordered so that all might rejoice and that a sinner was lost, but now was found. Or as the father put it, my son was dead and now he is alive. We must never forget that the love of God can defeat even the deliberate rebellion of the heart. The application The first reading shows all men that we are not to underestimate the ability of God. The second reading reveals that a Christian is not reformed or rehabilitated, but is a brand new creation of Almighty God. The gospel says Pharisees believed in destroying the sinner, but Jesus believed in saving the sinner. This week, Let people around you see Christ-like actions, not Pharisee-type actions. Show others by your mercy, by your ability to listen, by your not joining in the gossip, and by showing joy when someone apologizes for something they have done wrong. Jesus believed that love will conquer all forms of evil, and your actions will prove to the people of the land that he is right. Jesus loved and saved. You are called to do no less. Let's close with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us all about your love and compassion for us. Lord, we know that we need to know we're loved daily. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for showing us that through your word. We love you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you and we worship you and we adore you. You have the words to everlasting life. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. 
1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.